need to talk about what just happened. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. Marner closes with a shot. There's a rebound. Marks them down. They're still free. They score! Austin Matthews off to the side, jams it home, and his second goal of the game gives the Leafs the lead again. Pretty much a perfect birthday for Joe Bowen. Two goals for Austin Matthews. Jack Campbell, 9-0-0, and the Maple Leafs score a power play goal, all part of a 5-3 win here in Calgary. 5-3 the final, four in a row, 7-0-1 in the last eight games. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 5-9 of the fan. Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic with you at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic on Twitter, where you can chime in. Uh, Sam McKee and Danielle Furtado along for the ride as well. Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca will drop by. We'll hear from Sheldon Keefe, but good times in Toronto. And I, I was just thinking before coming on air, what a difference a year makes, uh, not not so much from a COVID standpoint, but this time last year around the deadline, we were talking about the Maple Leafs and they really didn't want to make a move, Gordo. The deadline was what, about uh, 10 days before COVID hit or the world or two weeks? Yeah. And Kyle Dubas had that weird press conference after it was just kind of weird and yeah. it, but 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 he was being talking from the heart because you couldn't figure out the team the team the team did not look like a team that really played was committed to pay the price to to do whatever it was to get to that next level like they dug themselves out of a deep hole they got rid of the coach uh got a new coach in so got themselves back in the playoff hunt were battling for a playoff spot but then around the trade deadline weren't battling so hard and uh not nothing happened and this time, you're right, it's far different. You expect a thing or two to happen because you want to fine-tune a machine that is hoping and expecting to go deep in the playoffs. The numbers are staggering when it comes to this Maple Leaf season in general. 26-10-3. Uh, they're now 6-up on Winnipeg, 7-up on the Edmonton Oilers, of course, hosting the Montreal Canadiens coming up on Wednesday night. The dreaded game coming back from the Western Road Trips. We'll see how they handle that. Montreal winning tonight. Eric Stahl in his debut, the OT winner, but... I've been most impressed with their their efforts this year against the province of Alberta uh, and especially the Edmonton Oilers, but here against the Calgary Flames in total. Now 12-3-2 against Alberta and more impressively on the road at that 14-4-1, 8-0-1 in Alberta this season, Gord. And you're saying you did not know of an Alberta Clipper before? No. An Alberta, you wonder why some people called you an Alberta Clipper. Correct. And now, yeah, about the, the weather and pattern, I really don't know what it means either, but I've heard of an Alberta, Alberta Clipper, but that's what the Leafs went in. And clipped the home teams, uh, wow. in, uh, yeah, in in great fashion. And the other thing tonight is to see Wayne Simmons being interviewed. We mentioned some of the keys to victory. One, now that there has been a bit of buffer of points now, and you can try to maybe integrate a few guys a little bit more. Maybe you know, Rasmus Sandin, when uh, when he's healthy, he's getting close. Start playing him a little bit. But I said Wayne Simmons and Joe Thornton. You want to try to find get it get a new niche for them because. They've not been the same since their respective injuries, not the same since the start of the season where most people were quite frankly surprised how well they played. And certainly in Wayne Simmons' case tonight, and he's just jacked and pumped and intense. Yeah, and, I love that. You know, just like getting involved again, got a, a huge goal, maybe the pivotal goal of the game, and had, had two guys on him and directed it in with the shaft of a stick. So uh, his emotion as well uh, was something I think the team was all pretty jacked about. Another noticeable thing about this win is Toronto – answered the physical bell, especially in the third period. It was Wayne Simmons addressing Milan Lucic. We were expecting that for the last couple weeks. Finally happens. The slew foot. We see it on Brody in the second period. And teams in the past for this Maple Leafs organization, they might not have responded the way they did tonight because they dealt with some scrutiny, didn't they? 
Yeah, they did. And I think of years ago when Mark Osborne was doing the games, was doing the games with me, and all of a sudden, uh, I remember Philadelphia was going at it with the Leafs about Dion Phaneuf or whatever. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you saw the coach of the Flyers made one change. Wayne Simmons came out to stand there for the Flyers in the face-off in the offensive zone. Enough said. Message delivered. All all the crap ended that way, and he's still got a little bit of that nowadays. Time to bring in uh, Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca after this 5-3 win for the Maple Leafs. Yes, they sweep the four-game road trip. Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic with you on Leafs Nation postgame here. A 5-3 win uh, in Calgary. Luke, just your thoughts. Uh, really, really impressive uh, third period for this team tonight. Well, absolutely. Uh, the big thing for me is the power play drought is finally <laughs> over. Yeah. Uh, they went over 29 with uh, two goals against during wow. that run. And, and then what a time to break it. What a guy to break it. I just love how Sheldon Keith called the timeout yeah. after that, that shorthanded goal and calmed the guys down. Awesome. I was just listening to Austin Matthews here on Zoom and he said, you know, they needed that reset, um, and it was kind of good. Like, I think maybe they just needed to be reminded, hey, just get some pucks to the net. And it wasn't, you know, the perfect scene pass across. It was just a shot, some a crowd at the net, and then, you know, a goal scorer like Austin finds the loose puck and just bangs it in. And that, that's kind of what you need to do is get that dirty one and kind of get the monkey off your back. Uh, another big takeaway for me was Wayne Simmons getting on the board for the first time since uh, coming back from his wrist injury. And just you could tell how much that goal meant to him. He was so pumped up um, in celebrating with the guys on the bench and just how he scored that goal. He had R- Rasmus Anderson and Mark Giordano draped all over him and was on his knees, got his stick down uh, and knocked it in. Um, just kind of one of those gritty Wayne Simmons type of goals and that's exactly the kind of goal they're going to need in the postseason um, so full marks for Leafs on the road trip yeah I don't know what the stat is about timely timeouts but I think Sheldon Keefe would have a real impressive record just by like you my recollection off the top of my head and and the other obvious one Jack Campbell but tonight they really needed to make a difference in the first period I thought the Flames played really well in the first period and uh, this was the one period that goaltending got held the Leafs in the game and got him back in the game. No, you're right. It was kind of a, a Daryl Sutter type of first period. There wasn't a lot of action. Flames had uh, the run of play. And uh, one thing I, I, I tend to think about Calgary is you talk about playing a full 60, this team can't do it. Um, you know, that they... they they just don't have very much going. You know, they, they have a good first period. They play the way their coach wants to, but then they have breakdowns and they can't just string together, uh, you know, a full 60 minute effort. And it was the same thing last night, you know, that they had a chance to win the game. It was anyone's game heading into the third and the Leafs wanted it more. Um, and I just kind of worry about what this Flames team is going to be like um, playing at the last month of the season because their playoff chances are effectively shot. Um, you know, there's no fans in the building. Like, I, I wonder about motivation for some of these teams that are that far out of it with still a month to go. Calgary now 5-9-0 and under Daryl Sutter, so clearly coaching was the big reason why they were struggling <laughs> so far this season. With Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca, Nick Alberga, and Gord Stelic, a huge 5-3 win here for the Maple Leafs back home on Wednesday to take on the Montreal Canadiens. Luke, as you know, we're a week away from the trade deadline. Uh, what are you anticipating when it comes to Toronto's perspective? And certainly it helps when you start to build some cushion in the standings if you have to withstand a, a one-week quarantine here too. 
Yeah, no, I, I fully expect Kyle Dubas to get someone. Um, it's it's uh, it's going to be interesting, like who that guy is. But you know, all, all reports are that he's got his eyes set on a forward. Hopefully, someone that can, you know, spell Alex Galchenyukov maybe in alongside Nylander and Tavares. Although Tavares has back to back two uh, two point nights here in uh, in Calgary. Um, but uh, also someone that can maybe slide into the, the third-line center role. Um, you know, Pierre Engvall, I think, has comported himself pretty well. But, you know, I, I don't know if he's the matchup center you want going against teams when uh, your season's on the line. So I, I expect Kyle to, you know, he's been accruing his cap space, and I would think he goes out and gets someone. Um, you know, Kyle Palmieri is already being held back. That's a guy that Leafs would be interested in. I'm really interested to see if they can pry Nick Foligno out of Columbus. I think he'd be a fantastic fit. Another one, I think, is uh, Scott Lawton in Philadelphia. The Flyers uh, have hit rough times, and I think he uh, would tick a lot of boxes for the Leafs' needs. It's just a question of whether um, the Flyers can get him re-signed there because uh, I don't think Philly don't, wants to let him go. But uh, those are the decisions the GMs are going to have to make. We're, we're winding down here. Yeah, you know, Luke and uh, Nick and I had a talk before the game, and it was just the Calgary situation. And and they're going to obviously likely make big changes. I don't know by the deadline. It probably will be more in and around the NHL draft. But we were just talking how the bu- the bubble environment was such a false environment. Like you you look at teams like St. Louis, Washington, Boston that had terrible experiences, and two of the three of them have bounced back in a big way. And in a lot of ways, Calgary played Winnipeg. Winnipeg had two big injuries in the in their first game. And Calgary had that kind of success. They thought they're going to go to the next level, much like the Maple Leaf Malays against Columbus. And that's what fans fear right now. But the Leafs have shown none of that this year in the regular season. It was just a, a kind of a surreal environment. And I think hard to get a good read of. And I think the Calgary Flames recognize, like you just mentioned, they can't seem to play 60 minutes right now. They recognize they were totally wrong in misjudging the team they thought they had because of some decent bubble success. Well, this is the way I look at it, Gord. I look at, um, you know, the top, top end forwards in the North. You know, you look at Edmonton, you look at Winnipeg, you look at Toronto, and they have game breakers, and they have guys who are, you know, stepping up and making an impact on this season. And I don't see that in Calgary. You know, I don't see that from Sean Monaghan, who, you know, had a a perfect chance in the slot tonight and, and threw it five feet over the net. Johnny Gaudreau, you know, when the, when things were tough, five on five, I didn't see him tonight. Like, I, I just don't see these guys standing out and, and making the kind of contributions uh, consistently night in and night out that I see in Winnipeg and Edmonton and Toronto. And if, if you're building your team around, you know, impact forwards, game breakers, is this team that's going to get you to a Stanley Cup? And I think Brad Trailing has to look and say, I've given these guys a lot of chances now. I don't know if this is a, a, a team that can get get us out of our division, let alone deep in the playoffs. Luke, to wrap, let me ask you a hypothetical. You know, let's say um, Freddie Anderson comes back tomorrow. He's fully healthy. Again, hypothetical. He's nowhere close to returning. What would you do if you're Sheldon Keefe? I mean, at this point, we think Jack Campbell has earned back-to-back starts, but how would you play it? You know, would it be sort of a tandem-type system? Like, he's obviously earned some more playing time here, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting. I, I think it's going to be who's healthiest. Yeah. I mean, uh, we didn't know until today, game day, that Jack Campbell was good enough to go. It seems like every time he gets a win, and every time he starts, he gets a win. But the day after, 
you don't know if he's going to show up at practice because he might need another maintenance day. Yeah. So it might not even be a decision of who, you know, which goal do you think is better. It might be which goal do you think is healthier. And I think, you know, the fact that Hutchison and Campbell have gotten these wins and bided more time for Freddie to to get straight and, and hopefully fix uh, what's going on with, uh, you know, his lower body injury. I, I think that's a, a real big blessing. Um, but I, I think that there's no loyalty in terms of who you, who you go with. I think if, if everyone's healthy, you go with the hot guy. And right now that's Jack Campbell. I just wanted to wrap as well. I mean, you're, you're really tied in clearly. Uh, I mean, is there any possibility that they LTIR Anderson for the rest of the regular season? They're, they're saying that they're not that they're not going to. Okay. Everything I've heard is that they're hopeful that he's going to be healthy. Now I'm sure we'll get another update, um, you know, tomorrow or Wednesday when they're they're back. You know, Anderson didn't go on the road trip at all, um, but I, they sound pretty hopeful that he, this is not season ending. Um, but of course, if if for some reason he is then, of course, that frees up a ton of cap space, and then you, you go out and you get a goalie. Uh, but these are things they have to figure out in, what, six days now? Yeah, and uh, we're hoping yeah. for our sake, since we have coverage of Hockey Central, Gordon and I coming up on Monday, 12 to 2 uh, Eastern time, there is a, a whale of activity, hopefully here in Toronto as well. Luke, we really appreciate your time. We'll talk soon, okay? Okay, have a great night, guys. Thanks. You as well. It's Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca, and we've you know hinted, nudge, nudge, seen it before in this league where guys just – Seem to show up in the Stanley Cup playoffs. I know Kucherov's a guy coming off injury. We all know he's going to be ready for the playoffs. I know he's coming off a tough surgery. But what I'm intimating is the fact of the possibility. I mean, if Anderson's nowhere close, maybe you make sure he's he's good to go, stamped, seal of approval by the playoffs, but you free up that money to go out and get somebody. Yeah, and the other thing is you can you can backdate it as well. Exactly. The long term because uh, he hasn't dressed for a bit. So, yeah, I don't I – don't, I don't doubt that as a procedural move, yeah. Nick, because you you would save a chunk of dough, and you've got to be you got to be a little bit creative if your team's up against a cap like the Toronto Maple Leafs are. Well, thank you for believing me, because you're the one who was a GM in this league. So, thank well, you. well, I was the only one with a salary cap back then. With That's our, true. With our owner, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a tough predicament to be in, but we're feeling good, no doubt, here in Leafs Nation. Many thanks to Luke Fox. Uh, I can't get past the fact that. And we have friends in Los Angeles, Dennis Bernstein of the fourth period, putting out there, what a throw into that uh, that deal, right? Uh, the Clifford deal. You throw Campbell in there to make that deal work. Uh, the backup goalie that Toronto needed, and, man, he's having an unbelievable season right now. Yeah, for Trevor Moore and two, yeah. three, two third-round picks. Like, you know, the the, the Jake Muzzin deal was was a was a better deal. Like, LA, yeah. LA got some futures back in that respect, So, which is what they wanted. But, yeah, and, it, and it's a funny one that – uh, I don't have the year on the top of my head, but Kyle Dubas's career as a junior general manager, junior hockey general manager, a lot of it was defined by a blockbuster trade to bring Jack Campbell to Sault Ste. Marie that, that didn't work out in a big way. And it was a huge, huge deal. And uh, this one, which was kind of a nondescript deal, has worked out in a huge, huge way what Kyle Dubas made as a, a NHL general manager. And it comes back full circle for sure. And uh, the most encouraging thing for us scored is Austin Matthews and his wrist. Uh, it, it it doesn't seem at least like it's bothering anymore. The way he's zipping the puck and snapping it, um, the way he's shooting the puck is, is electric and it's great to see. And it's just so fun to watch Austin Matthews, A, play hockey, but B, when he's on, when he's on a heater, the way he is right now, it just, you think every shot's going in. That's six in the last six now. Two goals tonight up to 27. I, I remember in his second season, because his first season, he played all 82 games and yeah. got at least one shot. It was one of those quirky ones. He at least got at least one shot on goal every game. And then the second season, 
he missed a game. And as I was going to what was then Air, Air Canada Center, I kind of thought about it. I said, you know, some of this is a real bummer. Like, if you're going to a game tonight, Austin Matthews isn't playing. Like, I, I don't know when I last felt like that. Didn't feel like that for Matt Sundin. You know, Doug Gilmore, Wendell Clark, Daryl Siller, you know, whatever it may be. It, it was just a, a bummer he wasn't going to play. Now, he missed more games along the way. But to, tonight was like he owned the rink again. All of a sudden, you know what I mean, Nick? He just had that kind of thing that when Austin's on the ice, it's his. The stage is his. And just that sense of confidence, the, the whether it's the how much is the health part and everything else, but, but he had that it factor tonight. And that's the most important part uh, of these times, you know, watching and being a Leafs fan is to live in the moment. Like, I can't remember the last time the Maple Leafs had a finisher like this. A guy who is known as maybe the best goal scorer in this game in this league right now, right? So yeah. I, I would enjoy it. Yeah. Well, you know? well, two, we year, are. two years in a row going for the Rocket Rashad yeah. Trophy. And that's something, even the Leafs historically, when they won Stanley Cups, they didn't have scoring leaders that way, yeah. you know, up in, in that way or goal scoring leaders. So it's, 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 it, it is new for an original six team. This is actually a new phenomenon. And it goes without saying like the, the Leafs are going to be a handful in the Stanley cup playoffs. I think the fact that, you know, I thought Mitch Marner was really, really quiet tonight. It didn't matter. Right. Austin Matthews scores two goals. I think Willie Nylander, the second half of the game, I thought he was outstanding. Great to see John Tavares getting production there. Uh, when they're firing Gordon, they're producing this way and playing that up brand style. We like to see they're a scary, scary team and they're getting the goaltending too, right? Yeah. But the idea is when you, yeah, you make those four and then you add Hyman now as a fifth and most teams have one or two of those guys. So if you got, you got three out of four going or three out of five going or four to five going, uh, that's a bonus. You're, you're, you're generally the better team. By the way, what a coincidence that Zach Hyman's on the power play when they score that goal, right? Like, it's <laughs> it's it just never-ending with this guy, and somebody's going to pay him. I don't know if it's the Maple Leafs, but he deserves every penny. The Maple Leafs win it 5-3 the final. They sweep away their four-game road trip. Now, four-game win streak, 8-0-1 in the province of Alberta. That's Gord Stelic. I'm Nick Alberga. After this, uh, some tape will start to roll in. We'll hear from Sheldon Keefe as well, Gordo. Uh, looking forward to that. wonder, yeah, yeah you seem kind of... Uh, kind of tired before the game. I probably tired, tiring yeah. road trip where you don't get to do much. There's a lot of sameness to it. So we'll see uh, if he, if he's a little, little, little more, a little more pumped after that nice win. Maybe just champing at the bit to get home. And uh, no doubt the coaching staff happy with this five, three win. This is Leafs nation post game on Sportsnet five, nine the fan. Don't worry. We'll turn the lights off when we leave, but we're not done yet. This is Leafs nation post game on Sportsnet five, ninety the fan and the Leafs radio network. Off on the wing and a long shot at the empty net is wide, but it won't make any difference. This one is in the books. The Maple Leafs sweep through Alberta like an Alberta Clipper and beat the Calgary Flames and go 8-0-1 in the province this season as the Leafs win it by a score of 5-3 and will maintain a lead over both Edmonton and Winnipeg as far as the first place is concerned in the Northern Division. Yeah, pretty sensational stuff right there. The Alberga Clipper, Nick Alberga with you, joined alongside Gord Stelic after this 5-3 win against the Calgary Flames. Uh, at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic on Twitter. Jack Campbell, certainly one of the prevailing stories out of this road trip. 26 saves, matches the franchise record with his ninth straight victory. Uh, he's the fifth goalie in Leafs history, Gord, to post a sub-2 GAA in his first 15 games with the franchise uh, it, it's just been epic. Uh, you you need a guy, especially in these times, without Frederick Anderson to step up, and they're just so thankful. Considering what this organization the last couple of years has dealt with in terms of having minimal 
um, you know, you know, options will we'll call it, uh, you know, behind Freddie Anderson to have the luxury of Campbell this year has been big. Uh, you know what, Nick? They're so they were so thankful. They might have been so desperate. I mean, had he not come along, they're not developing any goaltender yeah. from within. That that continues to be another shot at Vinny Vevelin. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Achilles heel about there should be a goaltender trending always somewhere in, yeah. in the minors that you wanna you think could be a goaltender of the future, and they don't have that. And and uh, you know, uh, flat out, Jack Campbell was I wouldn't say it was a desperate measure. We mentioned Kyle Dubas had a history with him. But he came over. It certainly was not considered a big trade. Kyle Clifford, to you, you mentioned earlier, to add the physicality. And yeah, yeah they, they were they were like desperate. It was all about load maintenance for Freddie Anderson. Now it's about can Jack Campbell be the number one goaltender? And all of a sudden, the Freddie Anderson free agent issue is no longer an issue. Feeling good, feeling great. And again, this, with all due respect to Freddie Anderson's had a really good Maple Leafs career. I just think of the fact of the matter. If you want to re-sign Zach Hyman to have the luxury potentially of having Jack Campbell at a mill and a half. As your one A one B next year, you you couple in with somebody who makes three four million. There's your answer right there, is it not? Yeah, no question. And then part of it is you could re up Jack Campbell after July first exactly. for future years. So yeah. you kind of a good faith thing. Projection that way. pay, yes. But next year, to your point, it's one point six five. That's what he's going to get, and you can't change that. And a lot will change, and it could change in the next couple months. So take it with a grain of salt for now. But you ride the hot wave with Jack Campbell. Twenty six saves in this game. Let's hear what he had to say after it. Jack, you uh, you write yourself into uh, or tie yourself uh, in, in Leafs uh, record books tonight. I'm just wondering, uh, you know, some you probably look at after your career's done, but 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 just what is what does that mean to you and just the run you've been on here this season? I just think it shows how well we're playing as a group. I mean, you don't get those wins without everybody. Tonight we got a huge contribution from the power play and uh, kind of put the game away. Um, you know, we we just been kind of building our game all year and um you know it's really really coming coming i guess full circle here i'm really liking the boys effort and we're just trying to get better every night and obviously um you know the record's a huge honor to to be tired or, or whatnot or um but you know it's just all about winning it's a tight race right now at, at the top of our division and um all that matters is winning so it's great next up we'll go to chris johnson Sportsnet. go ahead chris Hey, Jack, I'm just wondering, besides the group's talent, what do you think's allowed it to, to find a way to grind out these wins when there's been some, some close and tight games? I mean, I think you don't pull out as many as we have without that talent, but we're also working and, uh, you know, sticking to coach's structure and game plan. And, um, you know, there's nights when we really don't have that skill. Um, you know, like you're not going to have it every night, but we – we play the right way. We, we find ways to win. And then other nights we're just completely buzzing and, um, you know, our talent's pretty, pretty impressive up front and on, on the back end. So it's just really fun to be a part of. Um, we saw a lot of work to do, but it's, it's a fun time and we're just going to try to keep getting better. And last one here, we'll go to Mark Masters, TSN. Go ahead, Mark. Jack saw Wayne Simmons gesture to you after he did the flyby at the bench. Wayne Simmons gesturing at you. Uh, what do you appreciate about him as a teammate? I love Wayne's passion. I mean, he brings it, you know, when you, when you think about a guy you want to go to battle with every night, you know, he, he brings it. He doesn't necessarily talk to talk, even though he, he's uh, vocal and he gets the room jacked up, but you know, he's, he's bringing it and he's going to uh, lead by example, you know, whether it's his work ethic and practice or, or going out um, into the game, you know, you know exactly what you're going to get from him. And we absolutely love having him here. Um, he's done amazing to contribute, you know, offensively, but more than that, you know, physically as, as a leader, um, plays the right way. And we just love having him. 
you don't win nine games in a row without a high level of focus. How do you stay focused? Just focus on the next shot and, um, you know, having fun. That's the biggest thing, you know. Uh, obviously, I got to shut the door there in the third. You know, I, that's something I, that doesn't want to creep into my game. I want to make sure we uh, cement that, that W um, with the lead going into the third. But, you know, um, I think just focusing on the bigger picture and next shot focused and, and getting the win, that's more important than uh, giving up a couple goals. But ultimately, if you have the right focus, you're not giving up those goals. So um, something i got to keep working on. But um, it's great to see the, the boys um, help me out big time and, and get some big goals. So big win. Big win is right. Jack Campbell of the Toronto Maple Leafs, 26 saves, improving to 9-0-0 on the season, Gord. And uh, I'm thinking of Jim Ralph mentioning about his upbeat personality that they called him Ned Flanders from the uh, Simpsons show. Always upbeat and nice and personable. And he does he does seem that way. And uh, it's, it's a nice feeling when you can play goal the way he's playing goal right now, that's for sure. Yep, and certainly you could say the the same remarks about goal scoring and Austin Matthews continues to be on complete fire. Six in the last six, two goals in this game up to 27. Let's hear now from Austin Matthews. Hey, Austin, uh, the power play goal, the first in forever, obviously. But what, how important was it, do you think, for Sheldon to call that timeout after the backland goal and during that same uh, man advantage, get you guys back on track there? Uh, well, I think it was just a nice uh, reset for us. Uh, just relax, plenty of time uh, left in the power play. And, uh, I mean, it wasn't a pretty one by all means, but that was obviously uh, a nice one to, to kind of get our power play back on track and, and obviously a big goal in the game. And just on the game as a whole, probably not the way you draw these things up, but I guess in the end that doesn't matter because you go home with four wins and four road games. Uh, what, what do you take out of this one now going forward? Um, you know, I think just finding a way to win. I, I can't say enough uh, great things about Soupy, uh, about Hutch, the way these guys have played this road trip and all season long. Um, you know, I think they, uh, those two guys, and obviously Soupy tonight, he uh, made some huge saves for us in the first period especially and throughout the whole game to, to keep us in it. And, uh, you know, we just uh, found a way to get it done. Next up, we'll go to Josh Cliberton, Canadian Press. Go ahead, Josh. Yes, and yeah, just um, wondering uh, with the, the way the Flames were, were were tight defensively, how did you guys sort of, you know, stay patient and, and break through there? Uh, you know, uh, as the game sort of wore on. Um, I think just staying patient, to be honest with you. I think we just stuck with it. Like I said, uh, CP made some big saves, and then uh, we were able to break through, just kind of wearing them down and staying patient with it, and, and capitalizing on some key chances. And last one here, we'll go to Mark Masters. He's saying, "Go ahead, Mark." Austin, before the road trip, Wayne Simmons was telling us he wasn't thrilled with how he was playing since he came back from the injury. What's it mean to the team to have him scoring a big goal tonight? And it seems to be he's up and going again. Yeah, I mean, he's a huge part of this team and uh, a huge voice in our locker room. So uh, he he's always brings uh, energy. Um, you know, he's obviously uh, a veteran in this league and, and has that presence in, in our room. So that was a big goal for, for our team. And, and I know uh, that one felt really good for him. And, um, you know, I can't say enough great things about him either. What do you appreciate about the way Jason Spezza continues to produce offense despite obviously not playing the same big minutes he did back in his heyday? Well, I mean, he's still got it. Like his hands, uh, the way he thinks the game, and he's always, uh, he's always looking for ways to get better. And, um, you know, it's, it's fun to watch, and he's been playing some great hockey for us, and uh, he's been on a roll lately. And, uh, I mean, that's, uh, that's been huge for us. There is uh, Austin Matthews, another brilliant outing, uh, two goals, 27 on the year. And he reminded me of, uh, I think it was Jim Ralph, we said it earlier tonight, reminiscing 
And it was earlier this season. It seems like it was seven months ago, but the Maple Leafs putting Jason Spets on waivers and there was a threat that, hey, you claim me, I'm retiring. Imagine yeah. that happened, Gordon. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's one of those, you know, the junior draft quite often. I remember Chris Pronger was one of these guys that they would, they would manipulate it, but they'd be honest. He just said, if you draft me, I'm going to go to college, right? So otherwise I want to play. In, in Pronger's case, it was the Peterborough Peets, mm. but I'm only going to play for this junior team. And if you draft me, otherwise you've got to work it out. And it's, it's, uh, it was something similar, Jason Spezza. And he was just being honest. He wasn't going to go anywhere else. This is Toronto's his home. Yeah. Uh, he wanted to play here. So um, I, I'm glad I'm glad there was an element of honor among the whatever NHL teams that might have considered picking him up. He's got to love the guy. Like he's number one, got the best laugh in hockey. Number two, like he's just your, your perfect employee. Puts his head down, does his job, and then goes home, right? Well, the 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 memorable bubble for having very few memorable things. One was Jason Spezza, the giveably that he stuck. They got yeah, in a fight. he fought like he got in Forgot a fight because there's there's yeah because there's there's like zero memories. Nick Robertson scoring maybe whatever. We don't want to like remember zero. that. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, but there there's Jason Spezza kind of saying someone's got to give some fight, okay? And a guy that had been treated that poorly at the start of the year, and I, and that's my enduring memory from last year. And this year, it's got off on the right foot. And he's really thrived, and the team's the better for it. I don't know about you. I got severe PTSD the other day when the word bubble was thrown out on TV regarding the Stanley Cup playoffs. I uh, No, no. About another mini bubble yeah. possibility. Um, well, if it's... Do a, it in Texas, Gord. Well, whatever, yeah. Wherever it is. But if, if it's a mini bubble, that would be a lot different, like stay down in the Final Four. But yes, they're, they're keeping all kinds of things, uh, let's just say, on the back burner. Yeah. Big question. We talked about the pregame show. Um, I would think any NHL player in the States who wants to get vaccinated is vaccinated. Almost getting there. I'm hearing in California, they're looking at the 15th, which is uh, about 10 days away or okay. so, but they're getting there. Almost certainly. all that. Yeah. yeah that, they're, that, so, I mean, great sign. that's a big difference. Hopefully yeah. we'll have that here in Canada. I'm not saying NHL players yeah. should jump the queue at all. I just mean, again, um, like let's, let's keep rolling it out. Let's just keep it going. Okay. Very well said. The Maple Leafs are keeping it going right now. A five, three win in Calgary back home on Wednesday. Again, we're pumped to have right here on Sportsnet five, nine of the fan at home against the Montreal Canadians. One of two opponents you're going to see a lot between now and the rest of the, uh, regular season, the Winnipeg jets being the other that scored Stelic. I'm Nick Alberga. This is Leafs nation post game on Sportsnet five, nine of the fan. After a meal like that, you deserve a little dessert. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. Spezza to the blue line. Dermott can't send it to the net. Sends it down into the corner. Kerfoot back of the net for Thornton. Thornton tries to center. That hit the back of the goal. He gets it back again to the blue line. Dermott with a wrist shot. That's deflected wide. Kerfoot back of the goal. Trying to get it in front. There's a chance for Spezza. He scores! Kerfoot got it in front. The puck bounced up into the air. I think Spezza hits this about a foot off the ice. And the Maple Leafs have opened the scoring. And the veteran, Jason Spezza, what a bargain basement thriller he's been. One of my favorite sayings in sports is, uh, you know, if you're keeping score at home, I don't know who keeps score at home, but if you're keeping score at home, Gord, uh, my numbers suggest that Jason Spezza has seven more goals than Taylor Hall. He scores the uh, first goal in this game, a 5-3 win for the Maple Leafs. Nick Alberga, Gord Stelic. How about this for a stat? 13 wins by backup goalies is their most in nine years. That's a stat. Who were the backups back then? I, I don't wonder, know. But just, uh, I, I mean, they went for a, a couple of years Find ago. Out. They had like one or two. 
one or two by a backup goaltender. Yeah, so Jason Spetz's ninth goal of the season. Uh, impressive stat, and we, we talked about so many different things. Joe Thornton was on the line with him trying to get him going. Wayne Simmons got a big goal, so a lot of different things that came to play. Jason Spetz, a 13 minutes, one second of ice time. So, you know, whether a third or fourth line appearance tonight, not a bad not a bad amount of ice time. I'm trying to look. I think it was uh, the 11-12 season, but I'm looking at 12-13. and 13. They had uh, Ben Scribbins on that team, had seven wins. James Reimer had 19. Maybe it's that year. Well, they only played 48 games that year, though. So, so that Maybe probably, it's the year before. Yeah, anyway, whatever it may be. But yeah. just, it's, uh, but... Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I'm just trying to remember goaltenders because they just kept coming and going, and they uh, Reimer the wasn't good was around for a bit. Yeah, so Reimer wasn't good enough, so they went and got oh, and here Jonathan it is, Gordo. Okay, sorry to interrupt, but here we go. I want to hear it. It's a four-headed goalie monster. Okay, the bus played one game. Well, he lost. Shocker there. Four point two five GA. Uh, ben Scrivens won four games that year. James Reimer won fourteen, and uh, Jonas Gustafsson won seventeen. The monster. Holy macro. Which was ironic we forget. for the way he played the game of hockey. Yes. But nonetheless, I digress. We you know how many get... of those 17 wins I remember? None. <laughs> and I remember a lot of stuff. Well, that was like a decade ago, to be frank. I do remember Daryl Sutter won a cup way back when. I, right? rem- I know. I remember a lot of stuff. The, the monster. I don't. You have great memory. That's the one thing about Gord Stelly people don't realize. Nonetheless, a uh, tough transition, but here's Jason Spezza. Jason, what did you like about the way the team responded after that shorthanded goal goes in? Yeah, I just, you know, love the the fact that we were able to respond quickly. You know, it's no secret our power play has been struggling, and when you get that way, you probably grip your stick a little tight, and, uh, you know, we've talked a lot about it, but to see those guys stick with it, I thought it was a, a great move to, to keep them out there and give them a chance to get it back, and uh, in clutch fashion they did, so uh, it just shows the character of those guys. Next up, we'll go to Josh Cliverton, Canadian Press. Go ahead, Josh. Jason, we talked about uh, Jack Campbell a lot the last last while, but what, what stands out to to you about about the heater that he's on? Yeah, he's just he's playing with a lot of confidence right now. Uh, he's a guy that uh, you know he battles in the net. I think that uh, you know he's done a great job of just staying level with everything and getting himself prepared for games, and uh, the results are following. So we're really happy for Soup, and we want to keep rolling. Next up, we'll go to Terry Koshan, Toronto Sun. Go ahead, Terry. Hey, Jason, what did it say about the character of the club to win in the manner that you did tonight, where in the third period things weren't a guarantee for you guys? Yeah, I think that's what you're seeing is the difference of our team this year is just the, the ability to stick with games and not get frustrated. And, you know, you get frustrated at times in the game, but overall there's a belief that we can we can come back if we get down. We can win games if teams get momentum on us. And just a great job by the Ingvell line with, uh, with Mickey and Simmer to score that goal, and they draw the penalty. And... Um, you know, they did a lot of good things there for us to get momentum back. So a lot of credit goes to them for that. And uh, that's what you need. You need different lines and different guys doing things every night. And how did you find Matt Stajan's line of questioning tonight? Stage was great. I've watched him on TV a little bit. He's got a future here. He's, uh, he's pretty sharp. So he knows the game well and, uh, you know, talks well. So he's going to do great. Thanks. And last one here, we'll go to Chris Johnson, Sportsnet. Go ahead, Chris. Hey, Jason, I'm just wondering, you know, we're in this, this window where the trade deadline's getting really close. You know, how different is it to, to be on a team like this one that's winning a lot and, and you know, you're, you're buzzing through these games versus maybe sometimes in your career when uh, your, your team isn't in this position? Yeah, you, you definitely want to be in this type of position, not the latter where you, you're selling and seeing guys, you know, your friends and guys you battle with going out the door. So I've only been a part of that a few times, and it's very uncomfortable, and it's not something you want to be a part of. So uh, we're happy to be going good. and. Uh, just looking to keep moving forward.
All right, there's the man with the best laugh in hockey. I'm not biased. It's just really, really good, Jason Spetz. By the way, Justin writes in, uh, baseball people keep score at home. So there's your answer. Thank (laughs) Thank you, Justin, for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, You mentioned Matt Station, former Leaf Calgary Flames, part of the uh, Calgary Broadcasting. He interviewed Jason Spetz. So giving him some props. What a a ray of sunshine. Yeah, what a ray of sunshine Jason Spetz is to have uh, in the dressing room and on the ice. I can't wait for his video tribute one day. Just the highs and lows of Jason Spets as a Maple Leaf. Uh, the guy's a consummate pro. I know it's over overused term uh, in this sport, but man, oh man, he just uh, continues to bring it. Nine goals on this season. The final wrap after this, and we'll get you set for Wednesday night. It's the Maple Leafs and the Montreal Canadiens. That's Gord Stelic. I'm Nick Alberga. And this, of course, is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Let our trained professionals help you come down from the high of the game here on the Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. All right, back here on Leafs Nation postgame to put a wrap on things. Another win for the Maple Leafs, 5-3 the final, 6-2-0 on this season against Calgary. Have one more back at Scotiabank Arena next week but for now we're going to hear from sheldon keith hey sheldon uh, what's the most crucial uh, bit of information you can impart on the team uh, in 30 seconds or less in the time out there I, I just looked at the the at the opportunity to get the team to regroup i i thought you know when you give up a, a shorthanded goal you get at the best of times it's going to suck the life out of your group and uh the way for our power play i thought we needed Chance to be. We we had uh, lots of time to get back out there. Um, you know, some of the guys that were on that unit had already sat down on the bench, like they didn't want to be out there anymore. And I just thought a chance to, to get the, the the group together, talk to them, let them know that we just got to settle down, regroup, but also recognize it's a big moment. Power play had been reeling, and trying to find its way. And what better time to to strike? back then right there right? when you know you, you give up the shorthanded goal uh, you know probably as close to rock bottom as the power play can get based on the way that it's been going and uh, the guys responded beautifully next up we'll go to josh clipperton canadian press go ahead josh hey sheldon what, what do you take away from jack's whole body work this season that's got him to this point this nine game winning streak that he's on uh, you know tying a, a franchise record i mean i think a lot's been said you know it's been really well covered We're again tonight and, uh, you know he's just he's he's battling his ass off out there and competing in the net uh, you know even though you know, I, I don't know how many games he's given up three, but uh, you know he's still babbling right to right to the very end. And, All right, uh, our apologies. There are some uh, technical issues. It, it is 2021. So Sheldon Keefe doesn't talk like that. No, that was um, tape with a potato. Okay, so, a Motorola Crazer, my favorite phone from back in the day. Um, okay, you but I, I will give you the gist of what Sheldon Keefe said. He's happy. We're happy to be go home, going home, and we're happy to play the Montreal Canadiens on Wednesday. Uh, that's the gist of it all. The one thing about the timeout was a good question, and he seems to have had a propensity to um, call timeouts at the right time. And this one, it was in, we're adding insult to injury, the fact that the Toronto Maple Leafs had not been able to, it was getting in on 30 power play opportunities, and Calgary scored shorthanded. So the timeout seemed to work, and the Maple Leafs broke 
that power play burst, that bubble. We mentioned Zach Hyman being on seemed to help the fact that and Austin Matthews getting the goal and it turned things around. So that was, I don't know, coaches, there's that sixth sense they have to do when it comes to calling a timeout. He took a great one in that regard. And I know we're going to get set for Montreal yeah. uh, on Wednesday. That That's a night, a big win for them tonight. They were down 2 nothing to Edmonton. They came back 1-3-2 uh, over the Edmonton Orders. The upside, Eric Stahl getting the overtime winner in his first game or second game with Montreal. First, yeah. first game. No, yeah. first game with Montreal. That's right. But um, Brendan Gallagher, that's not good news. He's he, he had been playing very well. A fractured thumb for Brendan Gallagher, and you start to wonder potential LTIR. We brought that up earlier with Freddie Anderson, and and suddenly you'd think Mark Bergevin could have another move up his sleeve here. Yeah, because all of a sudden it, it it frees up probably enough money because considerable uh, cap. Yeah, yeah, considerable cap room. You you keep in mind there's only like about a a third of the salary left, whatever the player makes. They already got Buffalo to retain half of Eric Stahl's salary for this year, and you know, that's the kind of thing you give up more assets and you can get another team to look at that. Mark, Mark Bergevin is, is like Brad Treliving, in my opinion, is in Calgary that, you know, he has to get results. Otherwise, um, he very likely will be gone as general manager, although he's had ownerships backing for a while. And again, we're not looking to get rid of general managers. It's pretty yeah. obvious uh, where the heat is and why someone like him has made so many moves. And really, most of them, really, maybe all of them almost, Really good moves this past year. Yeah, lots of heat for sure on Calgary's five and under uh, five nine and zero, oh, I should say, under Daryl Sutter. When you don't respond to a new head coach, there is a problematic situation arising there in Calgary. We'll see if they're busy over the next week. Philadelphia and Boston, the first of three meetings this season. Both teams have five and seven. The Flyers grabbing the first one, three two, the final. Uh, we saw Yaroslav Halak on the COVID list today. Dan Vladar, the rookie, starts in that game. Uh, one of the stars making 29 saves, but the veteran Brian Elliott, 27 saves, and it's Travis Sanheim, the OT winner, a big win for the Flyers scored. Yeah, and Brad Marchand sticking his nose in the end of the game as well, so there's a little bite there. They'll play a couple more times, but the Flyers um, somewhat desperately need of wins after things have really gone south on them. The Winnipeg Jets win it uh, 4-3 the final. The Maple Leafs still six points up on Winnipeg for first here in the North Division. Uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois, the biggest story for me out of that game outside of the 42 saves for Anton Forsberg. Dubois gets two goals in that game, Gordo. And, you know, trying to get him fit in, get him assimilated, that that's, uh, was a, a real boost. And if they're playing the Toronto Maple Leafs, I mean, that... That's a key as far as their depth forwards going head-to-head depth forwards with the blue and white. One name to watch between now and the trade deadline, I'm just speculating. Okay. How about some Mike Hoffman? Vegas wins at 6-1 against the St. Louis Blues. And dare I say the Blues become a seller in the next week, Gord? Uh, Mike Hoffman was a healthy scratch. Not this game, but another game. And yeah, yeah it's... Uh, it's a just like Jack Roslovic was a healthy scratch. Would he look good with Matthew or with Nylander and Tavares? Hmm. Hmm. He's a sniper. He's a sniper. Plays a power play. I, I think he checks some boxes. Uh, again, we'll see what it would take. We'll see if the Blues are going to do it. They still think they're, you know, not only a playoff team, but a Stanley Cup winning team. So, but again, uh, the the numbers uh, speak for themselves this time of year in the mathematics, right? Yeah, and, and he's an expiring contract. Yeah. And, and your question, I think he would do it. Like, why it's not working out in St. Louis, though, is interesting. Because uh, obviously the Blues felt he could do it. He was he was about as consistent a 25 to 30 goal yeah. score as there is as automatic as there is in the NHL. Well, I think you even look at that, that one year deal. I think it's like 4 million bucks. Like yeah. that would make a lot of sense for the Leafs as well. I'm just speculating nothing of truth to that. Uh, Colorado wins five, four. I think they're 13. Oh, and two in the last 15. They're on complete fire of the abs and uh, Arizona five, two over the LA Kings, Michael Bunting. How about back to back nights with a hat trick for Arizona it was Chikrin last night tonight. It's Michael Bunting. What a name, <laughs> Gord. 
Okay. Second, third, and fourth goals yeah. of the season. So good on Michael Bunting. Do you think Colorado would let McKinnon go? What do you think? Uh, probably not, no. I, that's where I missed the phone How calls. How about Kadri? That's where I missed the phone calls late at night when someone would pitch a trade. And of course, they'd always uh, throw in like a fourth-round pick included in what you had to uh, give up in the alleged ridiculous trade they were proposing. <laughs> uh, we will one day open up the phone lines. I'm going to continue to tease it until we do it someday, maybe in 2029. But nonetheless, scored. We get set for uh, Wednesday night. Uh, we mentioned it. Eric Stahl, his first game as half, scores the OT winner. We'll have Leafs Nation pregame starting at 7. The start time for that game is 7.30, and it's always fun when Toronto and Montreal get together. Yeah, really is. Looking forward to it. You know, they've been out west a lot. And uh, like you said, they'll have a few against the Canadians and never tire of that battle. Would love it to be a playoff battle. And the Leafs back home after this successful four-game road trip where they sweep 6-2-0 against Calgary. 8-0-1 in the province of Alberta. Austin Matthews, two goals up to 27 on the year after this 5-3 win against the Calgary Flames. Many thanks to Luke Fox, Sam McKee, Danielle Furtado for Gord Stelic. I'm Nick Alberga. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk once again on Wednesday night.